0: Welcome back to Flick Flops, the podcast where we discuss critically rotten and sometimes acclaimed films. <laughs> Throughout December, we'll be reviewing holiday films for the Flick Flops festive film Fest of fun. We'll take on Christmas time movies and tell you if they made us jolly or earned a lump of coal. This week, we discuss Black Christmas, a 2006 horror holiday film written and directed by Glenn Morgan. In the movie, it's Christmas Eve. An escaped asylum inmate returns to his childhood home, now a sorority house, and murder ensues. Did this movie deliver the ho-ho horror or is it just ho-ho hum? We'll let you know our thoughts right now on Flick Flops. Ah, we're back! Hey, it's butt crack and whatever it is you say. Ass crack and back sack. That's it. That's the one.
1: <laughs> what Come do to you live from W? Who cares? Um, <laughs> let's go to numbers on this thing, Gary. Let's get this thing over with. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, our aggregator that we'd like to use, has this thing sitting at fourteen percent. I'm sorry, hold on, my knees. It's just fourteen percent with the uh, critics and thirty eight percent with the audience. And man, that is being generous uh Super generous. The budget on this was 9 million dollars. The box office was uh, roughly 16 million dollars as you stated, written and directed by Glenn Morgan. Um I looked him up a little bit. He 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 was involved with the Final Destination franchise, so um and also the Bionic Woman movie.
0: I recognized his name and and I wanted to look it up too and I feel like he did a lot of TV.
1: Yeah, yeah, so he, he, you know, this is kind of his wheelhouse, and uh, you know, and that's fine. I mean, the Final Destination movies were pretty good uh, for a franchise. It seems to me, in what little research I was doing on this one, is that th- they were trying to build a franchise with this, uh, this Black Crystal. I think there is a sequel. Yeah. This is actually the There's second. A this is the remake of the original, okay, nineteen seventy four. Uh, which, an interesting note, uh, one of the actresses in this, Andrea Martin, she was in the original. Okay, I was going
0: to bring her up. She's from SCTV. I was yeah, like, so it's th- so like a comedian being in here. But anyway, we can talk about all that.
1: I don't want uh, to. Yeah, let's get, let's get into the the, <laughs> the reviews, and we can talk about that. But I just want to throw that out there. So that's that's all I got for numbers. Let's jump to Rating. ratings. Uh, again, our ratings are uh, opposite of what everybody what normal ratings are. In our case, the more poos you have and toilet paper you have, the worse your film is. You don't, this is like golf. You want the lower number. You do not want a high number from Gary and Andy because uh, we're experts <laughs> in bad movies.
0: <laughs> Clearly, apparently,
1: apparently. Least, look, look, this is one. My wife was like, nah, you can watch that shit downstairs. <laughs>
0: my brain said, nah. When I
1: watched uh, this one. So Gary, I'm going to get right to the chase on this one. And this is, um, I don't, I don't use this one a lot, but I'm using it right now. I give this five Christmas poos. Wow, five Christmas poos! I'll even use my autocorrect. Ducking horrible.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: go ahead, Gary. Give us whatever you. Got I'll just yours, go ahead
0: bro. and tell you mine was four point five oh. Christmas poos. I don't know how I'm going to illustrate the half a Christmas poo on this one, but uh, but yeah, four point five. What's the point five for?
1: Yeah, what's the saving grace?
0: I, I I would guess maybe that I was trying to look at is it as bad as catwoman and i still think i'd maybe watch this
1: one before catwoman again. oh i, I uh, yeah, so if you're using so, that then yes i would watch this before catwoman that's
0: probably the only real barometer i used was like what i like i cuz i gave that one five i don't know i maybe five would have been like, i'm just going to go with 4.5 that's what i went with but that was kind of my thinking at the time was maybe there maybe there is an audience for this movie um, so they probably had a recent lobotomy. If
1: if they that's the it. thing. Like uh, I think of. I always say what I recommend this. Like I would recommend this to my brother. You know, cha- <laughs> Chainsaw. Sorry about that lobotomy comment. <laughs> <laughs> no no reference to the lobotomy. But cha- this is the kind of movie that my brother Chainsaw would love. This is yeah. right up his alley. He would sit back and think this was fine art. Him and I would have watched this endlessly if, when I was fourteen. I was like, this is is great. But I also thought strange brew was great. So, and we know where that went. So (laughs) this movie, Gary, I I mean, I wrote down five minutes in and I know this writing is crap. And five, the first five minutes is like, Oh, this is going to be horrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I, I mean, sorry, Glenn, this movie is, is bad. The writing's bad. The story's bad. I hate every character in this film. Yeah. I don't want any of them to survive. I want everybody killed because this thing is dumb with a capital stupid. And um, I mean, this is the actual line of dialogue that was written in the first within the first five minutes. Gary, I wrote I stopped wrote this line down. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> when they're handing the trays of food to the prisoners at the sanitarium. Yeah. yeah, I think you probably might know where I'm going with this. You get to the guy that's the, the super bad guy is locked up because he's the Christmas. Right. And the guy says to the Santa Claus, who's got in there inadvertently. It tastes like chicken, because it is chicken.
0: It tastes like chicken, because it's chicken. It's the closest we could get to how mom used to
1: taste. Somebody sat at a typewriter or a a laptop and wrote that stupid fucking line. And thought that would be funny, I guess. I don't know. And he said, because we couldn't get it. It's as close as we can get to tasting like his mom. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Now, there is some explanation down the road. But when has anyone ever said, I I don't think Jeffrey Dahmer ever said, human tastes like chicken. Just Stupid. I mean, I, I don't was, know. God, this is dumb. And I was mad at that point. I'm yeah. five minutes in, and now I'm mad. Um. Then I see, at some point in time, from there to there, I see a a, a who I I I think is a star, a star above this film caliber actor, yeah Oliver Hudson. Yeah, up in this movie. Yeah. Why? I
0: I would question. I would question the. Um, any of the actors or actresses in this film that looked at the script and read it and said, I want to be a
1: part of this. <laughs> well, I figure most of these actresses are no names. I, you know, I didn't recognize most of them, and I'm okay with it. You got to start some. couple somewhere. from TV, I think, and I recognized. And, and that's the thing, too. Like I funny. looked up. Can you off the top of your head name Oliver Hudson's career?
0: I could tell you that he was on a sitcom that I watched.
1: Rules of Engagement.
0: Yes. Yeah
1: i so i thought he was way bigger actor as far as blockbuster films and i couldn't really find anything so i thought well maybe it's just me thinking because of who he is yeah but i just was like how how was he in this piece of shit yeah
0: um i so think the, i think it's a lot of people from tv if i'm not mistaken well we mentioned we were going to mention andrea martin yeah okay um, And she was from SCTV. I remembered that. I did not realize she was in the original film that this is a
1: remake of. Yeah. We need to go back down. Gary, we have to go watch the original.
0: And you know what? I will tell you this as I'm watching this movie, some of it seems sort of familiar, but I believe I watched the more recent version of this movie. And now I, I, yeah, I don't have any real like recollection of it. I'm, pretty sure i thought it was okay i but i don't remember
1: oh i'll tell you why it's familiar to you exactly why i figured it out okay this was if you have a blender (laughs) down on your desert on your countertop and you go i want to write a movie here's here's my here's my elevator pitch to you imagine porkies and halloween set at christmas go (laughs) Because you got the stupid peeking eyeball to, and you're behind you. Oh, yeah. That's porkies. I, I never did that right. And again, timely reference to 1979 porkies. Um, yeah, this whole time I'm watching, I was like, this is just the version of Halloween set at Christmas yeah. time. Like, this, this isn't even, and, and it's the story. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I expected out of this. It was just fucking horrible.
0: Can't I mean, talk about the story. The story was terrible, the yeah. idea was terrible. The flashbacks and trying to make it make any sense at all was terrible.
1: The jaundice killer? What, yeah, I, what did him being yellow have to do with anything in the movie? Nothing. Other than and, to have and they make a, such like, a, a... There's a reason for his mom to hate him? Yeah, I don't
0: know. I didn't understand any of that. I. I there's no excuses for this movie. Like, there's no, I can't defend any of it in any way. So I can only just agree with everything you got to say. I will tell you... I w- I pulled a review. This should give you an idea of kind of a lot of the moments in this movie because it's often. I pulled a review from Jason Adams and it, the, the, the title under his name says, My New Plaid Pants. <laughs> so I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, his review says it just became a game of let's see which one will get her eyeballs plucked out next and not much more. Uh Yes. One sentence accurate statement of
1: the entire movie. That's pretty and much what it was. I don't think they that makes any sense in the film. Does that did that make I don't any want, sense to you?
0: No, no, it didn't seem like there was a reason for that particular thing to be happening. Unless I fell asleep in that moment. Uh, no. This is one of those movies that started and it got. I mean, it got right into that. Like you're talking about the sanitarium thing at the beginning. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of that right there that made me think oh man, it's going to turn into another tap out. Cause I thought for sure <laughs> I'm going to be tapping out of this, but I kept thinking nah, cause I did t- the tap out once. And now I feel a little guilty. I should force myself to watch this for the sake of humanity. Um,
1: yeah, we don't, don't owe anybody. I
0: either. don't know why I would have <laughs> ever thought that, um, it was painful to watch. I could not wait for it to be over and I couldn't wait for everybody to die.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. I was like, kill them all. Yeah. Like, no one should survive this film. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I wrote down. um I mean, just like the, in the again in the beginning, like the the banging on the doors, you know, and the, and the, this girl here, the, the drunky drunk McDrunkerson, <laughs> I hated her, and she's like, "You gotta bang on it, I like, shut up, yeah, God, just yeah. shut up, yeah." uh I mean, I wrote that this is just uh, all, the, all the drunk snarky college girls. It, it's so cliche, so predictable. It's very unoriginal. uh the, the whole film was. It was just like, I mean. Mm. You, you could have done something. If you're going to make a, a Christmas horror film, there are ways you can do it. Yeah. And again, may, Gary, I think maybe the challenge is you and I need to write a script. It's our turn. If, if we're <laughs> going to just rip these films apart and we'll throw the gauntlet and say, look, we can do one better. And maybe we should just try. You know.
0: And maybe it'll be crap. And then we'll be like, okay, it's not so easy.
1: Let's review our own film. <laughs> uh, I got a review I'll read too. Okay. This is by someone named Carson... Timar, T-I-M-A-R, Timar. I'm not sure pronouncing right. From a something called buttered popcorn. Um, this one's uh, a few sentences long, but it says here: "Quote, in its attempts to build a franchise and legacy, Black Christmas stabs itself in the eye, blind from any sort of craft or talent. Every piece of this film fails in an overly exploitive and off-putting experience that is impossible to justify watching." Yes. Yes. You are spot on, Carson. Good job. Timmer. Timmer. God. Yeah. I mean, this – I haven't been – I mean, I'm not as angry as I was with Catwoman on this, but, man, we were in the same ballpark on this one. This film was just – and I picked this one. Now, for a reason – Gary and I have been doing some reviews recently where the films, we've actually liked them. They've been good, and that kind of defeats the purpose of what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to be watching these bad films. I think the goal for me was I always want to get to that one film. I've yet to tap out of a film. I'm trying to get to that point where I'm like, I cannot take this anymore. We've got one, a <laughs> review that coming up that uh, I took two pages of notes for. I said, Gary, we got to do this. Something else like I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with notes on this film, <laughs> yet did not tap out. <laughs> That's so, impressive. Um, <clears throat> so, I, I mean, I like to think I'll, I'll finish a film. You you have to be – I mean, I finished Catwoman. You have to be so bad that I, I – I, and I've yet to find that film. I mean, not not, in ever. I've walked out of a couple films in the movie theater, but I'm saying with our podcast, I've yet to find that film yet. And now, this one I should have. Well, I take it back. There's another one that we – coming up that, that I should have. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think what I was telling Gary, he's like, you don't have to finish it. Yeah, well, I I was and when I got to the end, I realized I shouldn't have finished it.
0: Yeah, so the tap out movie, I was thinking back, I think that was Marlowe, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Well, I remember you said you your message to me was, should I finish this? I said it does not get any better than where you are right now, and you were like 20 minutes in. Yeah, I said it it gets zero better than that. You've peaked. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I. For some yeah, reason, it was like that two one two hours I, long, wasn't it? Yeah, I just totally lack patience with that movie, um, so much so that I don't think there was any, like I would have rather been doing anything other than watching that particular movie. Um, and well, you know, that was a um, <clears throat> that was knowing that it wasn't going to get any better. It was Liam Neeson, Gary. He has a certain set of skills. I, you know, I like Liam Neeson though, but and I was not
1: picking good scripts.
0: As I, I couldn't watch. Yeah, that's that's true. I think that was your quote. Um, <clears throat> he he didn't. uh yeah, I don't know. I don't want to rehash that whole thing. No, but but this has come up a few times where I'm like, I tapped out of that one, so I'm like, I feel like I need to kind of force, like like I gave in too quick. I thought Andy'd be the first one to tap out, and he's still holding strong. So
1: Gary, you owe uh, it to all of our fans,
0: all, all all one of you.
1: you to ride this out.
0: All of all of, uh,
1: all I think one. Brent listens to it at work, and but it puts him to sleep. So.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Brent.
1: My boy, Brentry. Thanks, Brent. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, – I, 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 go quick on Marlowe. So, like, I have this puppy dog-like loyalty to, to people I care for. I, not care. I mean, I like John Hughes, G- Liam Neeson, Cage. Yeah. I will ride their films out, sometimes to a point where I question my own, like, why? You owe them nothing.
0: They don't know you. Don't I clearly,
1: <laughs> sometimes, I, I mean, I know Cage is just making movies because he probably owes somebody money. Yeah. You know. But I'm in. Uh, the same way I'm in with Brian Bosworth films, <laughs> which we got to get to. Yeah. Uh, wow. You know, but anyway, um, I don't have anything else to add to this. You know, all hail the jaundice killer for all I care.
0: <laughs> hey, we've already spent, I mean, we spent more time on this than we have movies I, we
1: enjoyed. I do think we've gone thirteen yeah. minutes more than we should have on this one. I agree. And we're, and 15, we're, minutes we're fifteen minutes in. Sixty minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I agree. Uh everybody please like, comment, subscribe. That stuff helps us out. We're we're really trying to build a little uh little thing here with our, yeah. with our media company. We'd appreciate your help and and getting that going. Uh so anything you could do, that would be awesome and
1: we'd really appreciate it check out um, our other shows on our network uh, yeah we've, we've got
0: a uh, few more now
1: we got bonding we got tangent station you want to I Gary tangent station is wildly more plot points in this film
0: <laughs> a lot more twists and turns that's for
1: sure <laughs> <laughs> check out our boys on tangent station Kevin and Willis man they're having a good time over there. that they really are and
0: it's uh it's it's cool to, to see to see their faces too when they're recording yeah. it because you can you know
1: yeah they're having a good so, time they,
0: we're all having a good time all right thanks everybody we'll see you next time
1: This has been a Touch of Madness production brought to you by the Creative Minds at Tommy Twins Media.